Welcome to the Money Wise Women Show, brought to you by MoneyMorphosis.com. Are you ready to be inspired to upgrade your financial skills? Listen to feminine leaders sharing practical advice and valuable insights. Shift your money mindset, improve communication skills, and learn financial management tips. Although we do not provide investment advice, you can check out MoneyMorphosis.com. That's Money-M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S.com to find simple ways to boost your true wealth. Hello, this is Crystal Arnold, your hostess of Money Wise Women and creator of um, Money Morphosis. So we are going to have one of the most interesting conversations about bookkeeping that you can possibly imagine today. I was so thrilled to meet our guest, Ingrid Edstrom, a few months ago, and uh, she is seriously the most engaging, delightful bookkeeper with such an innovative approach that I will tell you about shortly. First, let's uh, just briefly um, talk about why bookkeeping is even important or significant. You know, it's money management is a skill that we should be taught early on in um, in school, and we are not taught the basics of bookkeeping, and therefore many people. Um, don't don't have a, a level of money maturity. They don't feel confident uh, tracking their money, making decisions based on their cash flow. And then if you're an entrepreneur, uh, you may struggle even more with how to responsibly and maturely handle your money. So bookkeeping is not just uh, boring black and white numbers. So many people tell me that they're creative and so they've never, you know, done bookkeeping. They're not good with numbers or math and all these excuses. And quite frankly, bookkeeping can also be seen as um, as an interesting, engaging practice and ritual and we can infuse our own unique language and sense of the sacred into our very bookkeeping practice. And so this is why it is so significant to really be able to um, to have a bookkeeper who really has a fresh perspective on money. So let me introduce Ingrid Edstrom to you. She is a bookkeeping nerd and CEO of the award-winning bookkeeping firm, Polymath, LLC. And she was recently recognized as one of the accounting profession's top 40 under 40 and as one of the most powerful women in accounting. Ingrid is the creator of askabookkeeper.com online education series where business owners can learn the fundamentals for success and get answers for their important questions from an entertaining cast of business experts and delightful puppets. Yes, that is right, puppets. Ingrid has a very engaging um, series uh, of using puppets, which is absolutely, um, yes, very informative and fun at the same time. 
them. So you can find her Facebook group is Ask a Bookkeeper. Um, you can also learn more um, about the Ask a Bookkeeper project, which has a YouTube channel and also the Kickstarter, which she's doing right now. Uh, you can find out about at askabookkeeper.com. Um, so welcome, Ingrid. Thanks, Thanks for so much for having that. me, Crystal. Oh, sure. Let's see. So I, I would love to begin just by hearing about what you find most exciting and satisfying about the work that you do. Sure. Well, I love the intro that you were talking about bookkeeping. Our vision at Polymath is to make the world a better place built on a foundation of thriving small businesses. And that's the main satisfaction that we get is we're creating the world around us with our thoughts, our words, our choices, and our actions. And for us, we would like to live in a world where the people around us are following their passion and doing what they love to do and making good money doing what they love to do. And one of the things that we love to do is bookkeeping. And while that's something that we're good at, like you said, I'm a bookkeeping nerd and bookkeeping is important, it's okay that it's not for everyone. It's important that each of us follow our own passion. I learned this so that you don't have to. <laughs> and in the same way that I don't want to be a massage therapist, a contractor, or an attorney, I really appreciate those services, especially the massage. I love facilitating the business side of allowing others to follow their dreams. Picture a world where everyone's doing what they love and where small businesses make up a larger part of our global economy, and that's something that our legislators then need to listen to. That's the world that I want to live in, and that's the world that we are working to create through Polymath. Mm. So it's very clear that you are not an average bookkeeper, and uh, and clearly you've been getting a lot of recognition as a young woman leader in this uh, field. And so I'd love to um, hear a little bit more about what really makes you unique in your field and about some of the recognition you've been getting for your approach. Sure. We really enjoy taking a collaborative approach with our clients, partnering with them on their journey to fulfillment, success, and profit. The world of accounting is changing really, really quickly with advancing technology. And while many accountants are afraid of becoming obsolete or being replaced by the tech, we really celebrate technology, and we're kind of on the bleeding edge of those changes. Computer programs have automated almost all of the compliance bookkeeping work, making it so that the bookkeeping professionals no longer need to just enter data into the books. We are now management accounting advisors, making sure that business owners have an advisor who can help them make educated decisions. The very definition of bookkeeper has changed over the last 10 years with these advances in technology. And that's allowed us to focus on deeper relationships with fewer clients. And it's important for in any business to make sure that each of us is focusing on the relationships that are going to be the best fit for us. And that's why we at Polymath have developed a niche specialty in cultural and adventure tour companies. We really like working with the adventurous spirits who aren't afraid of change and technology, who enjoy exploring new things and other cultures and are always eager to learn. 
Another way that we are definitely not the average bookkeeper <laughs> um, and what's been getting us a lot of recognition is actually our puppet show. We have um, we really stand out in that we have an online educational video series called Ask a Bookkeeper. We do bookkeeping and business educational videos with puppets. It's basically like Sesame Street for business owners. We enjoy taking topics that most businesses put on a scale that goes from boring to terrifying and turning those subjects into a fun and rewarding part of entrepreneurship. The number one fear of every business owner is the fear of being called out as a fake, having somebody say, how dare you call yourself an entrepreneur when you don't know how to manage your money? Really? That doesn't really compute. Not knowing how to do certain aspects of a business doesn't mean that you don't get to be a business owner following your passion and doing what you love. Most small business owners didn't go to school for business or marketing or accounting. We want to make it really clear that there are no stupid questions and support everyone in really living their dreams, and that is why we started the Ask a Bookkeeper show. Mm. I love how um, approachable this is because you are making the content, you know, not so intimidating for people. I just, as you probably talked to so many entrepreneurs who are ashamed that they don't really know how to manage their money. And I think it's, it's so important to uh, reach out and, and get some support and just be able to um, see that it's not all that, you know, terrifying or boring, that it's actually a, an important part of um, life is, is handling our money. And so I, I love this part about the puppets. Can you tell me some more about the puppets? <laughs> sure. The puppets are everyone's favorite part. Um, and it, it helps me a little bit as an introvert to um, have somewhere else to direct the attention and energy. <laughs> so that's really nice. Our current main characters are Penny the Practical Professional and Polly the Paper Monster. We love our P alliterations here at Polymath. Penny represents the everyday business owner. She owns Penny's Pies, and she has the same issues in her business and in her work-life balance that we all have. The beautiful thing about working with Penny is that we can create the best combination of reality and fiction. Penny can get to the root of an issue really quickly and give the audience someone to relate to without needing to work through all of the sabotaging emotions that we all experience that keep us from making the changes that we need to make. We can get right to the solution and write our viewers a permission slip, the permission slip that we all need to be human and move forward without getting stuck. And then Polly represents one of the most common issues that business owners have, which is paper, receipts, tax forms, record-keeping in general, disorganization. Polly is the monster that lives in the shoebox, the file cabinet, the, the closet, under the bed, sometimes even on our desk, <laughs> covering all of the other things that we're trying to get done. We offer solutions for how to defeat Polly. And we make the problems of disorganization a little less intimidating by making them whimsical and giving us something to laugh at. It's the same reason why there are monsters on Sesame Street, because kids were afraid of the monsters in their bed. Whereas if we eliminate that fear of the unknown, the stranger danger, we can tackle those challenges directly, and it becomes much less intimidating. Um, one other character that I want to add is a character that we don't have yet, but we're hoping to um, 
get in there with one of the stretch goals from our Kickstarter campaign, which is going to be launching on May 8th, and that is Procrastinator Gator. And Procrastinator Gator is a lot of fun because um, a lot of us small business owners experience the issue of procrastination. And over the course of Procrastinator Gator's story, he becomes a delegator. So we get to focus on where are the blocks really and how much time and energy are we spending focusing on the things that we don't enjoy doing and how can we reframe that conversation and find people who play at the things that we work at so that we can spend more time playing at the things that we really enjoy. And in Procrastinator Gator's story, he is actually a tour boat operator in the Bayou, Louisiana, and loves to take tourists to go visit his alligator family out there in the swamp. Um, And he loves being out there on the boats with his clients, but he doesn't enjoy the books. He doesn't enjoy the paperwork and even sometimes misses running payroll on time for his employees because he puts it off. He doesn't want to do it. And finding ways to delegate those pieces that he doesn't enjoy, he's found really, really empowering, and that helps him put on his superhero cape. It's kind of like Grover and Super Grover for those of us who love Sesame Street. So we're really excited to introduce that new character. Wow, I just love your approach and how these characters can really um, help help people identify and and find some levity and humor in a topic that is often so stressful for so many people and just um, really bring some of that, yeah, laughter and uh, and really um, also address some of the very real concerns, you know, about delegation and procrastination and the overwhelm and, and chaos and clutter that um, so many people struggle with. And um, so we have, you know, we've both worked with a lot of women entrepreneurs And I'm curious, uh, you know, what have you seen that are some common struggles uh, with women entrepreneurs around money? Oh, yeah. It's, It's mostly fear of the unknown. People are afraid of what they don't understand, and we're always certain that the amount that we don't understand is insurmountable. We can break those challenges down into bite sized pieces and really make friends with our finances. One of the biggest challenges is that a lot of people have convinced themselves that they hate money. They think that money is the root of evil or that it's the tool of the man. If part of you is pushing money away, is it any wonder that we don't have enough? One of my favorite ways to explain this idea is from the book The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Uh, In that book, they talk about the five laws of stratospheric success. It's really a fantastic book. They explain it in a story setting. The fifth law of stratospheric success, giving you the Cliff's Notes version, kind of skip into the end a little bit, but it's my favorite law, is the law of receptivity. And the law of receptivity is different from the law of reciprocity. law of reciprocity is what goes around, comes around. I scratch your back, you scratch mine, we want to help each other, that's all great. But when I first heard the law of receptivity, it hit me like a clue by four. (laughs) Um, The law of receptivity states that in order to truly be able to give of ourselves, we first must be open to receiving. And that is particularly challenging with women. If we have emotional blocks telling us that we're unworthy or undeserving, that we lack value or worth, or 
that we have a martyr complex going on where we constantly need to be helping others and serving others while never taking care of ourselves. And that is a very common issue with women, especially um, the wives and the mothers who are, you know, in our society expected to take care of the families and, you know, serve, serve, serve. We always want to be serving, and that's one of the main ways that we create our self-worth and our value. We forget that that blocks the flow of our abundance in our lives. If we're not taking care of ourselves, we don't have enough to give to others. The more we have, whether that be money, energy, love, the more we have to give. And it's really important for us to learn to put our own oxygen masks on before helping the people around us. Mm. So for everyone listening, just inviting you to really take that wisdom in and uh, if you can, maybe close your eyes for a moment and imagine one way that you could take uh, care and receive support for yourself this week. Is there something that's weighing heavy on your shoulders that maybe you need um, just a, a listening compassionate friends um, to, to receive some insight, inspiration, or maybe you uh, need to reach out and delegate something, some way that you could open to receiving some extra um, support so that you can uh, give more fully and with less resentment and um, overwhelm and just uh, make make note for yourself how you could um, take this challenge into your own life because I know for so many women and mothers it's um, giving to others and prioritizing other people's needs and uh, and really to find balance in, in all of our lives between giving and receiving is incredibly important so thanks for bringing that up yeah of course so let's, you know, as a bookkeeper, let's talk a little bit more about why tracking our money is so important. Sure. That's one of my favorite topics. All of these are some of my favorite topics. You've got great questions, Crystal. <laughs> um, why tracking money is important. The things that we pay attention to are the things that grow in our lives. And so it's important that we track the flow of our money so that we can make observations about what's going on, what's working and what's not. And then we can make educated decisions about what will work even better in the future. We need to set goals and review benchmarks to achieving those goals. Recognizing that our goals may change, and that's fine. The important thing is to ensure that we have clear intention in everything we do. Um, we need to have a strategy. Even if we know we're going to change our minds later, failing to plan is planning to fail. And when it comes to having clear intention, that's one of the main things that I think that we forget to take that moment of quiet to really ask ourselves what we want. So many times we get stuck on should. <laughs> should is a dirty six-letter word that I wish we could eliminate from our vocabulary. I've trained myself to any time I hear the word should, I reframe it and say, oh, nope, wait a second, what do I want? And that really, really helps me to establish my intention of what is it that I'm really trying to create here. 
um, at the 2016, no, it was 2015, QuickBooks Connect conference, which is a fantastic conference for both small business owners and accountants alike. Um, Oprah Winfrey was the main stage keynote speaker, and she blew me away, absolutely blew me away. I am not much of a television watcher, and I don't get a lot of magazines, those sorts of things. So I know who Oprah was as a figure in our world and as a philanthropist, but I didn't really follow her. When I got to see her speak on main stage, I was floored. And one of the main topics that she talked about was intention, making sure that we have clear intention in everything that we do because intention is what really helps us to focus our energy of manifestation to bring forth the things that we want to need in this world by understanding what we want and why. Um, And listening to our hearts, listening to our gut feelings. She called that listening to the whispers. And she talked about the whispers in the way of um, a breeze kind of rippling over a pond. And when we listen to the whispers, we notice those little breezes on a very mild level. But if we ignore them, then the breeze picks up and maybe turns into raindrops on the pond, which makes bigger ripples. And if we continue to ignore those gut and heart feelings that are trying to tell us something important, those raindrops become pebbles. And over time, the pebbles become stones, the stones become bricks, and the bricks become a brick wall. And we're beating our heads against this brick wall until we learn the lesson that the universe is trying to teach us. And it's important to track our money and pay attention to those things because that is a strategy. It's an actual tool to be able to listen to the whispers. So we can tell what's going on in the world around us, in our business, in our personal financial lives. Money is the tangible energy of manifestation in our world. It is how we bring the things that we want and need into our lives. And by paying attention to it and setting clear intention and really focusing on how to bring that intention through and creating a plan, we have much greater likelihood of achieving those dreams. Mm. What a great reframing of bookkeeping because I find like with any practice, it's so important to stay connected with the why. And this gives people a sense of that why. Why would I take this time regularly to um, pay attention to my money and track my numbers? And so I feel like with that heart that you're bringing into it and that purpose of manifestation, it becomes more of a sacred practice and not just another chore. And so oh, I, yeah. I really encourage people to um, to take that why and, and make it their own there for, for yeah. why you should track your money. So many people think of bookkeeping as that awful thing that you do just to create the reports that you need to file your taxes at the end of the year. Otherwise, the IRS will come after you, and it's a necessary evil. And it doesn't have to be that way. (laughs) It really doesn't have to be that way. There's so much more to it, and it can be a really empowering and engaging and powerful part of our business and our lives and what we're working to create here. And every good tax preparer out there can take a set of books that is prepared from a management perspective and use them for tax. 
tax accounting is pretty straightforward. However, it doesn't work the other way. If you take a set of books that's just been prepared for a tax perspective, that doesn't necessarily answer the important questions of the business owner. So Mm. we want to get to the point where we make sure that all small businesses are really using their finances to their greatest capacity. And that's why we use tools like LivePlan. LivePlan is one of our favorite softwares. It integrates with QuickBooks Online, and it gives us a platform to facilitate some of those conversations and gives our clients a place where they can really plan their strategy in an easy, modular way so that you don't have to guess what the next step is. It tells you what the next step is, and it walks you through the process. And it really helps our clients to be in the role of visionary and entrepreneur rather than just technician within their business. If you're in a place where you're still just working in your business, serving your clients, doing the things that you have to do to bring in the money, and you're not spending any time working on your business, then law receptivity, that's blocking the flow. You're not taking care of yourself. LivePlan gives us a tool to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and taking care of our businesses. And I absolutely love it. And I highly encourage everyone to look into LivePlan.com. It's great. Mm, excellent. And you also use another innovative approach uh, called the Profit First Approach to Bookkeeping, uh, which also has a book out um, that was recently re-released. And just would love to hear more about uh, briefly about what the Profit First Approach to Bookkeeping is. Yeah, <clears throat> I love Profit First. And actually, it's not It's not just an approach to bookkeeping. Profit First is a fantastic system for cash flow management that is based on the book Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And it's based upon the envelope system that people have been using for years and years. But Mike has made it really easy and powerful to implement on a larger scale. So businesses of any size and also our personal finances. The mission of Profit First is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, recognizing that too many business owners are living off the leftovers of their company's operating expenses. Those operating expenses eat up all of the cash. (laughs) Profit First helps us to ensure that we're paying ourselves the right amount, turning that cash-eating monster into a money-making machine. Once again, it's that law of receptivity, making sure that we feel the abundance that is coming into our lives through all the great work that we're doing making sure that we're not martyring ourselves for our businesses because it doesn't need to be that way. But so many people have this this limiting belief that being a business owner means that you're bending over backwards to make your dreams come true and that it's got to be nearly impossible and it doesn't have to be nearly impossible. There are things that we can do to make it easier, to make it more successful. And the more successful that you are, the more your business is going to thrive, the more you can help your clients in return. And that's what's really important. It's important that each of us understand our why. Why did we get into this business to begin with? What is it that we love about being in our businesses so that we can follow those dreams and goals? And Profit First helps us to make sure that we're feeling the love in return, that our businesses following our dreams, don't ruin our dreams, (laughs) kind of defeats the purpose. 
And it's important to note that Profit First is a cash flow management system, which is not an accounting system. You really do need both, especially in business, which is one of the reasons why it's a good idea to work with a Profit First accounting professional or coach to ensure that you've got all the pieces that you need in place and that you're doing it right. This is like having a fitness or nutrition coach. When you decide that you want to lose 50 pounds and get healthy and stay healthy once you get healthy, we need someone who can educate us on the, nuance, on the nuances of what to eat and why and teach us that nutrition, teach us how to use the scary machines at the gym so that we don't hurt ourselves by trying to lift too much too fast and push ourselves too hard and to make sure that we stick with it and not slip back into old bad habits when things get difficult. This Profit First is really a lifestyle change, and it takes time, but it's well worth the effort. Um, one of my favorite stories, I actually recently met with a client that I started working with on Profit First about nine months ago, and met with him just a couple weeks ago, and it was amazing because he had emailed me the evening before our meeting to say, hey, I want to put another percentage towards profit. Maybe we can take that percent out of owner pay or figure something out. And um, I was like, okay, well, we'll talk about it in the meeting tomorrow, which was perfect timing because um, first quarter had just ended and it was our April meeting to go over the status of things. We like to meet quarterly and go over um, these benchmarks on a quarterly basis to see what needs to be tweaked. And when I sat down with him, he told me a story he said that the previous night, right before he emailed me, he'd been laying in bed looking at his accounts on his phone and that something clicked into place where he realized that he wanted to keep a minimum buffer in his owner pay account to ensure that if there was a disruption in his business, he always had a windfall, a, a, a cushion to fall back on. And that that meant that he needed to tighten his belt a little bit in his personal life so that his personal life wasn't pulling too much money out of his business more than his business could afford. And that was a big realization for him. For the first time, he really was looking at, oh, I get it. There's a line where you know, we don't want to overfill our plates because then we end up overeating. And if the money is just there and we're using it because it's there, then we don't have anything saved in case something comes up. <clears throat> and that clicking in his mind made him realize that he wanted to set aside more for profit. And then that next morning after I emailed him back, he's a big Dave Ramsey fan, and he happened to listen to the Dave Ramsey podcast that morning. And Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, happened to be the guest on the Dave Ramsey podcast that morning. Mm. And it was like everything just kind of clicked into place in listening to Mike on the podcast. He'd read the first handful of chapters of the book. He'd seen a bunch of Mike's webinars already. But it was the time and the place and just recognizing that it took nine months for him to really build the neural synapses to understand Profit First on such a deep level that he knew exactly why it was so important. And it's the same thing as when we're working out and trying to get healthy, getting to that point where it becomes easier to stay healthy, where we crave the healthy foods rather than the sugar and the fat so much, where we 
really look forward to our workout, and it's a release for us. It takes time and building those healthy habits to get into that routine. And it was so satisfying and fulfilling for both me and my client to have that just fall into place and see it in such a tangible way. And that's one of the reasons why it's really important to work with a coach and to work with an accounting professional to help with these sorts of things so that we're not just doing it on our own and we have those accountability allies. And yeah. anyone who's interested um, in finding a Profit First professional who can maybe help them with this process can check out ProfitFirstProfessionals.com and find somebody who might be a fit for you to really whip your business and your personal finances into shape a little bit. Wow. There are so many points you made there. I I really appreciate that. You know, that way of upgrading our operating system with a new uh, system and being able to um, also just see the deeper layers from that example of uh, your client of, of how that affects him on so many levels of how he runs his business, what his priorities are. And um, I, I find again and again, money is like this great um, transformational gateway. It really opens when people are able to more consciously um, discuss money with loved ones more openly, able to, um, you know, explore their own beliefs and behaviors and their money story and, and really get in touch with all the emotions that come up around it. And so it's, it is more than just bookkeeping or just a cash flow management system. There are so many layers to how we interact and engage with the marketplace with our money and uh, and really uh, infuse our values into our everyday choices and uh, and the way that we um, prioritize things. It's it's just incredibly powerful. Mm. And really echo that part about reaching out for professional help too, because so many people are um, intimidated or ashamed um, about their lack of knowledge. And I just want people to know that it's actually incredibly useful and valuable to find um, professionals in all fields, but specifically um, because we're talking about money, people who can um, support you, and really being discerning about who resonates with your values and and sees, um, you know, can can open a landscape of um, prosperity and satisfaction for you with your money. Um, so thanks for being one of those uh, trailblazers and and guiding lights in the field, Ingrid. I really appreciate your perspective. Thank you, Crystal, and right back at you. You're doing a lot of great work with your clients as well, and that's super exciting. I love that we're we're in a place where there's so much more focus being put on having a healthy money mindset, and I love that you create this wonderful podcast and resource for people. Mm-hmm. Yes, these conversations um, need to happen. It's part of our evolution here. Um, so we're going to take uh, just a quick one minute break here and hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll be back and I'd love to dive in more about the power of collaborative relationships and um, and talk a little bit about that. So we'll be right back. 
Maybe you are like one young mother and entrepreneur named Marie. She was never taught the basics of managing her money. She finally got some training through www.discoveryourtruewealth.com to manage her finances. Marie's cake bakery was expanding, yet she was embarrassed about her financial ignorance. She was discouraged, and every late fee felt like a punch in the gut. Once she learned basic bookkeeping techniques, she was able to prioritize her expenses and pay off her debt more quickly. Marie easily trimmed $200 off her expenses in the first month of taking the training. Like Marie, you can have your cake and eat it too. Visit www.discoveryourtruewealth.com to register for free video training to eliminate some of the money leaks in your life. You will get a greater sense of clarity and confidence. Welcome back. We are here with Ingrid Edstrom and having such an illuminating conversation about money and significance in our lives. So both Ingrid and I have a passion for um, what I call a more feminine way of doing business, which is focused on collaboration and developing relationships where we can uplift one another and really um, spotlight people as I do through this uh, show and um, and that there's really a shift happening from a purely competitive um, business place to people like us who are leading the way with um, encouraging people to really activate and um, follow their own passion and, and give their own gifts, which is what we need more than ever. Um, so I'd love to hear um, your perspective on this and, and in particular how, um, how you use this approach in Ask a Bookkeeper. Following passion and gifts, yeah, I mean, it's really having a solid vision is where it all starts. And I learned vision setting from Joe Woodard of the Woodard Institute. He has a fantastic um, program for accounting professionals to learn how to support their own businesses and support their clients more effectively. Um, Their vision is to uh, transform small business through small business advisors. And he talks about how our vision, that passion that we follow, that why, is really, it's a three-way intersection between who we are as people, our higher principle, which is that thing that we believe in that's bigger than us, whether that be a, uh, whether that be family or a personal deity or higher power or life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, whatever you believe in that's bigger than you. So three-way intersection between who we are as people, our higher principle, and the impact that we want to have on the world around us. And once we figure out that piece, things really come together. And the combination of vision, mission, and purpose really, it for me, comes to um, Simon Sinek's golden circle, he talks about in his book, um, Start With Why, how we need to understand why we're doing what we're doing and that that's the, the center, the root of all things. And then outside of that why, you've got the how. And outside of the how, you have the what. So when somebody says, what do you do? They don't want to hear, oh, I'm a bookkeeper <laughs> because it's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. relate to it. But when I tell them I'm making the world a better place built on a foundation of thriving small business, they say, Tell me more. 
<laughs> that's what they want to hear. It's about that passion. It's about why we're doing that. So by starting with the vision and then going out to the mission, which is the how, our mission at Polymath comes down to three legs, nurture, connect, manifest. We nurture our clients in educational relationships um, and really work to educate them so that they can make educated business decisions. And we connect with them on deeper levels, partnering with them on the journey to fulfillment, success, and profit. And then we manifest that on a greater level in the world by educating other accounting professionals. If we're working to make the world a better place, built on a foundation of thriving small businesses, we know that we can't do that alone. And Joe Woodard refers to that as the BHAG, that your vision should be your BHAG, which stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goal. And it, he says that if your BHAG can be achieved by you alone in your lifetime, it's not big enough. Think bigger. Mm. So by working to make the world a better place, built on a foundation of thriving small businesses, we know that we can't do that alone. We need other accounting professionals. We need software applications. We need to build a community and an outcry to make that happen because this is something that helps everyone. And by working to do that on such a big scale, on such a big level, we've really upped our game. And it is easier in knowing that what we're doing is really good, important work. By living our passion, we're able to be more effective, more productive. And by working to know ourselves and not block our own receptivity, it also fills our lives with enough abundance to continue to give back more. And that's what we really focus on. So you've got vision, why, mission, how, and then purpose is the what. And our purpose statement is, the preferably fewer than five words, client-focused statement that encapsulates what we do on such a clear fundamental level that we want it to be the first thing that our audience sees when they go to our website. When someone travels to our website, that we've got six seconds to make a good first impression or they will move on. That is how web advertising works or web marketing. Marketing is really all about communication. And communication is about connection, about real relationships with real people. People don't want to be sold to anymore. Um, that's why we're moving away from television commercials and those sorts of things and really focusing on connection, which, by the way, Crystal, I loved the, the sponsor that you had in the middle of this episode. Mm-hmm. I want to check out that website. That sounds fantastic. Such great education there. It's all about that education <clears throat> and about connecting in real ways, which is why we need to find our echo chamber, the group of people with whom our message naturally resonates, and they will sing it back to us, and then they'll sing it to the world on social media. That is what we want our purpose statement to do. And Hmm. that is why our purpose statement at Polymath is we empower your passion. Hmm. We want to make sure that the clients that we're working with are ready to up their game, that they want to take things to the next level, that they are eager to be living their dreams and really showing up in a big way to their businesses. There's a lot of people out there who aren't ready to work with us. 
or just aren't a fit for us or with whom our message might not resonate, and that's okay. We don't have to work with all of them. We know a lot of fantastic accounting professionals, and there are more than enough clients out there for all of us. We do not believe in competition, nor do we believe in a zero-sum game. The idea of a zero-sum game is the idea that um, when somebody wins, somebody else has to lose that there's only so much pie and that everyone's got to get their slice of the pie and they're competing for it. Whereas the idea of a non-zero-sum game is the idea that if we want more pie, then we get together and we make some pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can all win. And by working to create win-win scenarios in all things and by finding collaborative solutions that help as many people as possible, we will all be happier together. And it's all about having a positive outlook. So that's what the vision, mission, and purpose kind of encapsulate for us. And I really recommend um, for any accounting professionals listening to this podcast, check out the Woodard Institute and look into their educational resources. And everyone check out Simon Sinek's TED Talk on YouTube. It's only 15 minutes long and blew me away. And um, check out his book, Start With Why. That really, really helps to get to the root of that passion and how to live that passion in a very real way. Mm. Yes. I, I, so, you know, this is what I've been calling recently a more intimate economy where we are more authentic and uh, we're able to, you know, uh, be vulnerable with asking for what we need and really getting the support we need. And, and so much of the mainstream messaging around the marketplace is around anonymity and, and kind of a, because of that competition, there's, there's just a lot of mistrust. And, and so I'm, I am passionate uh, about how to create this more intimate economy where emotions are acknowledged, relationships are at the forefront, there's transparency and authenticity and uh and this is what we really you know need to um really leverage our um our time our energy to be able to create the influence that we'd like in the world to really um affect positive change in whatever um, way that unique way that we do and so a big part of this is learning how emotional intelligence, how to be in relationship, how to collaborate, how to have joint venture partners, and how to really, um, you know, amplify, like I said, our our influence and our message through really genuine relationships with people. Um, So speaking of this, let's um, talk a little bit about Um, mastermind groups because you facilitate um, a mastermind and you participate as well and um, I too have found incredible value in my women's entrepreneur group and um, I'd love to hear your perspective on the power of coming together for professional support in particular. Yeah, I love mastermind groups. Um, being able to go deep with other professionals and really get the support that we need is essential. My first experience with Mastermind was with Lauren Fogelman, who's actually been on your show before. She's awesome. 
Um, she's a fantastic coach here in Southern Oregon, though her masterminds can be um, local or remote. So she's a good one to look up if you're looking for a great mastermind. She's the one who taught me that success is messy. <laughs> and it's important not to feel alone in our difficulties and to be able to help others through their difficulties. By helping the other people in our mastermind group, we figure out that we actually know a bit more than we give ourselves credit for. It's, it's way too easy to feel isolated as a business owner. But solopreneur does not mean that we have to do this by ourselves. And I love, Crystal, what you were saying about the importance of emotion and having a more intimate way of doing business. And I think that as business owners, there's a lot of potential for fear and doubt to creep in because there's a lot that we don't know and we judge ourselves. And one tool that I love that really, really helped me with that was the book Positive Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. And he really explains well the idea of these niggling voices in the backs of our minds that really break us down. He calls them saboteurs. And he gives them names. The main saboteur that we all deal with is the judge, judge of ourselves, judge of others, judge of our circumstances that pops up and causes negative things to go through. But the judge has accomplices. And some of these accomplices we can all relate to. We all have these going on. There's our pleaser, our avoider, hyper-analytical, hyper-rational. Um, our um, victim is a, is a common one. There's tons of these saboteurs that break us down. And by starting to know and name the saboteurs in our minds that are most prevalent for each of us, we can make some amazing progress in really taking ownership of our emotions and listening more deeply to what's going on inside of us and helping others do the same. And that's huge. And if you go to positiveintelligence.com, Shirzad Shamin has some fantastic Um, easy, quick quizzes on his website that are free to take. One is a saboteur assessment so that you can see which saboteurs might be most prevalent for you. And the other one is the um, the PI quiz. In the same way that you were just talking about emotional intelligence, we've got our IQ, which is our intelligence quotient, and our EQ, which is emotional intelligence. Um, PQ is the score that shows us what percentage of the time, it goes from 0 to 100, what percentage of the time our brains are working in favor of our intention and what percentage of the time we're actually working against ourselves because the saboteurs are coming up and we hear that chatter in our minds and it's, it's really dis- derailing our process. And he's got some fantastic tools in his book for how to listen more closely to those pieces And while we're on it, actually another great book that I love that I want to point out um, in the same way that really, really helps and I love talking about in mastermind groups is the book Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And Brene Brown is a shame specialist and she really gets into the difference between guilt and shame, how guilt is a positive emotion that helps us to get to the next step. Guilt is saying, oh, shoot, I screwed up. Whereas shame is, I am a screw-up, which is disempowering. Mm -hmm. 
And that really resonated with me. And I love being able to be in a mastermind group and hear the support and feel that and be able to write permission slips and receive permission slips to be human, to be feeling Mm -hmm. these things and to recognize that all of this is okay and normal and that we can also find ways to move through it, move past it, and be on the path to success. The mastermind group that I lead for accounting professionals has a monthly curriculum that goes through a full year, and we focus on a lot of things. We go deep, like we're talking about here, but then we also implement profit first in our businesses. We create our vision, mission, purpose, and um, go through some personality and leadership type assessments. We talk about... hiring team members, and so much more. And just this morning, actually we had a call this morning, we were discussing how to find our ideal client relationships and began focusing on a niche specialty in our businesses. It's really good stuff. And it's allowed me to really effectively help other accounting professionals take their businesses to the next level while also making it so that I'm receiving the value for my time and efforts in helping those people because it's not a zero-sum game. Value is created on both sides of an equation. And it's okay to be fairly compensated for the amazing work that we're doing. And anyone who hasn't experienced a mastermind group, I highly recommend finding one that is a fit for you. It's well worth the investment of time, energy, and the, the financial investment if there is one for the group that you find. Mm. Yes, yes that humanness, embracing these commonalities. And I've seen it again and again with hundreds of women in my workshops, just breaking down when they have a chance to, you know, let down the guard and the mask and everything's okay, I'm fine, and get in touch with the struggles and the challenges that we all have in our own unique ways. And in particular about money, because it is such a taboo topic to talk about. And so, I just want to let people know as you are having these open conversations and and reaching out and asking for support and you are repatterning not only yourself, but it ripples out in other ways. We are reprogramming a new story of money all, all around the world. People are really looking at what creates true wealth and well-being and, um, how can we uh, connect? And and ultimately, the economics is about caring for one another, and we've lost that that purpose of the marketplace for for offering our gifts and and meeting other people's needs. And so, this is really significant work as as people are willing to do this and and connect with others and really become better leaders because we're able to develop uh, greater empathy and compassion through listening to other people's struggles and stories. And so it is incredibly valuable to have that kind of supportive, um, open space to share. Um, Wow. So if people are um, interested in finding out more um, about you, Um, Let them know how they can connect with you. And um, by the time the show is released, um, there will also be your Kickstarter will be live. So let people know more about that, too. Sure. So people who want to keep tabs on what we're doing at Polymath are welcome to go to polymath.com and sign up for our newsletter. 
Um, really the best way, though, to, to keep up with the fun parts of what we're doing, the really, really fun parts that are uh, applicable to everyone, is to check out askabookkeeper.com because that's the, that's the puppet show. That's what people really want is the puppet show. Um, and like you said, we are in the midst of launching a Kickstarter. So we are in the midst right now of working to up our game with the Ask a Bookkeeper show by turning it into not just a YouTube channel, which is what we've had for the last few years where we've been putting things on there you know, occasionally as time and money allowed, and, but people have been asking for more, and we're going to be turning it into a real video podcast that will have episodes airing twice a month with amazing stars. And I am really excited. One of our first stars that's going to be on the Ask a Bookkeeper podcast is going to be Seku Andrews who many of you might know. If you don't know who Seiko Andrews is, look him up on Google. And when you get to his website, click the big button that says Inspire Me and sign up for his newsletter and then drop him a quick note and let him know that Ingrid Edstrom of Ask a Bookkeeper sent you because he is amazing. His, his vision and his method of poetic voice is so powerful and inspiring, and he helps so many people to find their voices as business owners. We're very excited to have him on the show. And our Kickstarter is going to be launching on May 8th, so if that's something that you believe in, if you want fantastic free education to be out there for business owners in layman's terms in a fun way that is interactive and approachable, please check out the Kickstarter, and any dollar helps. And we'd love to keep you in the loop, and we would love to have you join our community. Whether or not you're able to support the Kickstarter, you might be listening to this podcast months from now, Join the Ask a Bookkeeper group on Facebook. It's a great place to post your questions and get the support that you need as a business owner and spread the word because we really want to create a community that will make the world a better place, built on a foundation of thriving small businesses in the most fun possible way. Woohoo! <laughs> you are doing it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> I'm so inspired by your passion around this, your unique perspective and um, just your alignment in everything you're doing and um, appreciate just the breath of fresh air that um, I, I really hope that listeners have changed your opinion about bookkeepers and <laughs> bookkeeping. <laughs> We're crazy. And, right. And we party hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, let's see do you have any closing thoughts in the last couple of minutes here thank you so much Crystal for this opportunity to um, come on the show it's such a pleasure to be able to work with you and I love your vision and your passion as well and I am really really looking forward to sharing this podcast out into the world because you really give voice to um not just yourself, but a lot of people who want to help people. And that's fantastic. So thank you so much. Yes, yes, my pleasure. Yes, just encouraging everyone listening to know that we are each a unique, we each have a unique thread. And we are with our unique genius and our souls, the ground of our soul's inspiration, bringing forth this thread to reweave a beautiful tapestry of, um, of what I call a more intimate economy and um, a compassionate society that really does allow for um, each individual to thrive 
and that we really need these these big aspirations and inspiring goals that are um, going to move us into another level of uh, humanity and allow us to cooperate and collaborate and engage in a satisfying, um, prosperous way with one another. And and I really appreciate, Ingrid, the um, unique thread that you bring to this and all the people who you um, touch with your work in this unique way. And I too believe that these entrepreneurs and small businesses really are foundational for the well-being of our of our society and that they contribute so much to caring for um, the earth and the populations that they serve and so just encourage everyone to um, check out askabookkeeper.com and you'll probably find answers to some mysterious bookkeeping questions that you've always had but never had the courage to ask and uh, just really delighted by um, your perspective. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Ingrid. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to subscribe to the show and rate and review our podcast at iTunes. Be sure to visit www.moneymorphosis.com. That's money dash M-O-R-P-H-O-S-I-S dot com to join the growing community of empowered women who are dedicated to creating the true wealth they deserve.